Welcome back to Girlfriends of Wine with MJ. I'm glad to have you back again for another week. My bad that it's late. Just a little late, you know what I'm saying? Because I had, you know, record a little later. Because I have a guest tonight. And my very special, special guest is brilliant. She's a dreamer and a doer. She is a writer. And she's very, very special to me. Ain't that right? I guess. You talked me up. Oh, my goodness. You said... Like, I'm not already nervous to be here. To be doing She's a little nervous. We're going to get her to speak up in just a second. You know what I'm saying? No pressure, though. No pressure. No pressure. Um, We are drinking uh, Sweet Red, which, you know, is an oldie but goodie. And some... uh, uh, Get that bottle. Get that that bottle for me, because I got to look at it while I pronounce it. Let's see. Gewürz Trauminer. Traum... To the minor. We're going to go with that because yeah. it's German and I clearly don't we'll remember. I'm not even going to try. Uh, yeah. I, mm-hmm. Yep, we tipsy. We tipsy. Just yep. A little bit. Some I got to get my speech some, together. Some more than others. <laughs> We're also smoking a hookah. Um, so if you hear a little bubbly in the background, that's what it is. My bad. Just, you know, bear with us. But um, you want to say anything before we start? You know what I'm saying? Hey to the people. Um, hey, people. Hey, people. Um, I'll be honest. I'm a little nervous. I've Don't never, be nervous. I've never done anything like this before. Mm-hmm. Like she said, I'm a writer. She's a writer. I share my thoughts with myself and I. Mm-hmm. All right. mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. is a first for, for me, but I'm here. Mm-hmm. That counts. For <laughs> she something, is right? here. I would like to introduce to the world YVZ. YVZ. Say hey to the people. Hey, hey people. Hey, people. People, hey. <laughs> Y'all, I'm just going to warn you, our words might be a little slurred because we've been drinking and we are tipsy. I might be a, little, a step above tipsy, not drunk. Oh, no, because we don't, we don't get drunk. We don't, we don't get drunk. <laughs> but a step above tipsy, okay? Um, and this episode is going to be like an extended, cheesh, uh, uh, shoulda, woulda, coulda game. You, you remember shoulda, mm, woulda, coulda? I do. Okay. Surprise, surprise. Yes. So, Wavisi doesn't know what questions I have for her. However, I'm going to ask these questions. And not only is she going to answer them, but I'm going to answer them too. Okay? Because, I mean, if if I'm going to make you answer them, then I got to answer them too. Okay. Okay. I can appreciate that. It's not going to be anything too touchy. You know what I'm saying? Thankfully. But we're going to go back. Back and forth. So this is gonna be like a dialogue. No, we're gonna go back in history. Just you know, we're going in our lives. Literally back. Yes. Yes. We're going back. We're going back. So shoulda, woulda, coulda. Right. I'm already nervous. Okay. Well, (laughs) well, just okay. Let's just think of it like just answer the question. How about that? Done. Okay. This episode is about what we thought our life would look like when we were in our twenties. How our life would look. As we got older. Okay. Okay. So think back to when maybe you first got to like undergrad when you were like 18, 19 years old and what you thought your life would look like by the time you got to 30. That feels like it was so long ago. I'm going to try. Okay. My memories might be a little blurred at this point. The wine has not helped. I think that you can answer these questions. I'll try my best. Even with a little, a little whiny system. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know. All right. So my first question. See, there it is. There it is. What is the question? My first question is, what did you think your life would look like in your mid to late 20s? If you were 18 and 19, what did you think that your life would look like in your um, mid to late 20s? So wait, Do you want to tell me what your age is first? Well, yeah, because I'm not ashamed. Um, I'm 23. Um, lies. <laughs> lies. You all, all the lies you tell. All right. So if we're being honest, mm. if, if that's what you want, um, I'm 29. Mm-hmm. Turned 29 this past December. Mm-hmm. You old, I hate these streets. I, I'm, I'm getting there. Uh-huh. But you know, the old folks say that's a blessing. It is. <laughs> All right. The ability to age. I'll take it any day. Um, so yeah, 29, pushing 30. Mm-hmm. Still trying to figure it out. Thinking back. Mm-hmm. What do you think your life looked like? Your Ooh. life would look like in by the time you got to your mid-20s? So, collectively, like... Professionally, relationships, mm-hmm. or just one or the other with um, professionally and relationships. Okay, Let's just just put it together. Right there. Okay, so starting college at eighteen, 
moving out at 18, mm-hmm. first taste of freedom. Um, yes, goodness. I think I envision my 20s being just not necessarily perfect, but you figure if you go to college, which is what everybody kind of tells you to do mm-hmm. post high school, um, then everything will just kind of fall into place. So thinking about what I would look like at, let's say, 25, 26 and onward. Right. Um, I just knew I'd have a career. Um, at the time, I thought that career would have something to do with like public relations, perhaps entertainment. That was always a huge passion. So going in and, and going to school and, and taking the communication classes, the writing classes, the PR classes, um, I think I definitely expected to automatically almost fall into like an entry level role, if that makes sense. Right, like you go to college. Yeah, you and go to you college. Yeah, and you get a job and the you career do that in your you class. Want, right? You make this decent grades. That's clearly what everybody's looking for because mm-hmm. what grades you make in college that defines you. Yeah, or not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely didn't take in consideration the fact that there were people not only in college, but not in college, doing internships, um, already taking on like unpaid work and assignments to kind of right. build that, that career that I, that I thought was just going to be handed to me. So um, that's definitely something I wasn't necessarily expecting, but I, I definitely thought I'd, I'd have a profession already kind of laid out. I'd be, you know, not necessarily making six figures or anything crazy, but I'd be making decent money. I'd have my own place. Um, I'd be driving a nice car. Uh, you know, professionally, I think, I won't even say I think, I, I expect it right. for things to just kind of come together on their own. I didn't realize the, the amount of work that would be necessary in addition to having that degree behind me. Um, because people say, you know, you graduate high school, you go to college, and after that, you know, you start your career. Absolutely. And automatically, you think that the career that you start is the one that you want. Well, I think the crazy thing about it, at that age, at 18, 19, I didn't know anybody personally who had had gone to college and graduated. Mm -hmm. So looking back, it's like, wow, my my perception or my view of what that looked like was completely flawed to begin with. Absolutely. I'm taking advice from people who didn't necessarily have the advice to give. Mm -hmm. So that's that's that. Um, relationship wise, I don't. I don't have any idea what I was thinking. I, I, at eighteen, nineteen, I probably thought I was gonna be with a nice, handsome, put together guy. Um, <laughs> probably a few years older than me. Had already finished <laughs> school. Had already kind of started his career, mm-hmm. um, and was just looking to not even settle down, but to find somebody that complimented him. Because at that time, I was, you know, I was still dating guys. Mm-hmm. I had the expectation that if, you know, I'm a good girl, you know, I'm going to class, I'm going to school, I got a job, I'm independent, I got my own place. Yeah, doing everything. Absolutely. That you, I'm, I'm going to find somebody right. that matches that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I guess that's what I thought my life yeah. would look like by this point. Um, I'd, I'd have it more figured out. I'd have it more mm-hmm. together. Um, I'd have the answers. I'd have the keys, you know. Um, I'd have, Come on, keys. I would have secured the bag <laughs> by now. Okay. <laughs> And and I'm not gonna lie to you, it looks a little different. It looks now, now that I'm here. It's hella different. Um yeah, yeah. You want me to tell you what I thought my life was? Oh, please, okay, so oh, please do. I came with you. <laughs> please share. So <clears throat> eighteen and nineteen, okay, for oh, what I thought my life would look like in my mid twenties. Okay, so by the time I was will say nineteen, I thought that I would be married by the time I was like 22, 23 years child. Oh, speaking of child, with child, okay? Um, by the time I was 22, 23, I would at least have my first child. Of course, it's going to be a little chocolate little baby girl, you know Come what I'm saying? Come on, Joy. Come on, Bundle of Joy. Okay, Afros of the Puffs. And, um, you know, I will be a happy in a happy and loving relationship. Um, I'm just talking about relationships right now. With, with, with who? With. Um, just out of curiosity. That You know, that's an interesting question because <laughs> I don't know if I actually, if I put that together at that point. There was just a blurred mean, image of someone who was going to be your better half. Right, you were with right. child it was, and they were. It was very, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, whoever that person was going to be, I'd be. I didn't know if it was going to be a man or a woman, honestly. I, I don't think I even thought about it in that way. I just thought that I would have a child by the time I was 22 and I would be married and I would be happy and all that jazz. Because, I mean, by the time you're 22, you you leave an undergrad at that point, you know. So, I figured at the undergrad, right? Well, 
technical for some for some yes you're expected to be done with college in about four years exactly five years five for years. some of your lawyers your your medical school majors uh-huh. and right all that jazz so yeah so i mean i thought i thought that's what my life would look like after i got done with college although i didn't plan to go to college i was going to air force right out of high school I but telling me that i decided to go to college anyways um went through but with everything though you you were mm-hmm. you weren't were you sworn in I was sworn and yeah, I sworn yeah. in. I was sworn in. You, I was going into the Air Force and it yeah. changed my mind the last minute. Because as you know, with the Air Force, you, it's up until the very last minute when you say. You get on that bus and you, you you're up, going to yeah. boot camp. Yeah. You can still back out. And I backed out and decided to go to college. But I don't think I thought much past that point about what my life would look like. Outside of me being a superstar. You know what I'm saying? Because I was always a singer. I'm, I always n- knew that I wanted to be a singer, that I wanted my career to go in that in that route so most of us don't really know what that looks like at that age i mean you think about it but you don't because you're so busy thinking about like the next day the next week mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it you're so caught up in living in that moment that it's hard to really focus on what that looks like afterwards you know right. if you put in the work and the time you'll get there eventually and granted you, you think about it but you're so kind of caught up in the the here and now, mm-hmm. just trying to figure it out mm-hmm. as you go. So, yeah, I, I yep. can definitely relate to that. Because, I mean, when I was in high school, and I remember writing in my senior book that not only did I want to be a singer, but I wanted to be a high school music teacher. Because when I got to college, I was so thrown off about what being a music major was because I didn't know anything about music history. I didn't know anything about music theory because I wasn't taught that in high school. Okay. I mean, I was in a choir, and I mean, we sang, and that was it. We didn't learn anything outside of that. So I thought I was going to college to sing, but that wasn't the case. So I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, at least you had some form of direction. You knew music was mm-hmm. was in the cards for you. I I graduated high school, um, really good grades, really high GPA, and and had no idea what I wanted to right. do. Um, I went into college as a sports medicine major. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and then changed two or three times after that. Right, going into marketing and. Wanting to work in like you know advertisement or something with media and, and placements of ads and things like that and and then gradually got just so tired of being in school. It's like, hey, these are I've completed these classes. This is mm-hmm. how many credits I have. What degree can I get in the least amount of time? And it's like, hey, you can be a communication major. Sold. Give it to me. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Like didn't yeah. even really know what that looked like, but I, I spent the remaining period of my college experience so I guess you can say technically my senior year taking you know PR classes communication classes group dynamics classes and just trying to figure out where figure you fit. out exactly and I didn't even know what communication really meant as a major but I was ready to embrace it I was willing to 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 buckle down and and knock out the remaining classes so that I could get that degree and be done with it because I mean college was exhausting like mm-hmm. I, I was ready to to start working, to begin a career, and to start living what I thought would be, like, the life. Unlike most, because college was great for me. I had a good a good, uh, a good time partying and drinking my little life away once I got out the house. I, but that's a whole nother... We're not even going to get whole on that because we can That's a whole nother, nother episode. episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> whole nother I had some of the best times of my life in college, but... I, Outside of me, you know, thinking that I was going to be a superstar and going to college superstar. thinking I was going to be a singer, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I got a relationship out of the way, but career-wise, and by the time I got in my mid-20s, I thought career-wise that I would be on somebody's stage getting my yeah, whole entire you, you life. you would have popped by now. Yeah. Like, you, people should know your name. That And <laughs> be a music teacher at the same time. Now, I don't know how that worked. You I, I, I have no clue. Um, but I wasn't thinking about that when I was 18 and 19 years old. Not me. When you get you can pull it off. You can perform. You can can be on tour. Okay. (laughs) You can sell your albums and also be available during the week to teach classes. I guess so. I guess so. Yes, but I don't. I don't know. You know, being young and. I mean, dumb, ultimately. I don't even think it's necessarily dumb. I, I mean, the way it's kind of sold to you, like, the world is your oyster. You can do anything. But like, I, don't feel, I, mean, I don't think I felt that way leaving high school. Because, I mean, I was from a very small town, so options were limited. Which is why I ultimately decided I was going to go into the Air Force, because that was the easiest thing for me to do at that time. I mean, I always wanted to be singing. I mean, I always was a singer. I've been singing since I was two, three years old. Like, 
see, and I didn't have that that level of consistency with anything. I didn't necessarily gravitate towards any one thing. So mm-hmm. I went into college with the idea that it would it would show me who I'm supposed to be. Right. Okay, like it'll it'll point it out for me. It'll make that path clear, and, and that that just didn't happen. I know that's right. Well, let's talk about it not just happening. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the way that you thought it was gonna happen. Okay, what does your life look like now compared to what you thought it was going to be when you were in your teens? Um, oh, wow. Um, in comparison. So, uh-huh. of everything that I thought my life would look like, um, as of now, the only thing that I can say kind of fits that mold is the fact that I have a job. I'm, I'm employed, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm making enough. I'm making a salary. Like, I'm, I'm not just a pulling down an hourly wage type of college grad at this point um although there's nothing wrong with that um I'm, I'm grateful to to be gainfully employed at this point where I have a salary no matter yeah. how much time or effort if you will I put in at this point my check is gonna my check is coming it's, it's gonna coming. look the same um when them taxes roll around I'm getting something back that you know um, they're taking hella taxes out before you, you ain't never lie but you know that's another whole, that's that's whole another again episode. a whole nother separate Ever. episode that. um in terms of profession, am I working in media, entertainment, PR? I am not. Um, currently in finance. Don't don't ask me how. I, <laughs> let me tell you what. I I have no idea. Still, it's all a blur. Mm-hmm. Kind of how we got here. Um, math has never been my strong suit. It's never been a subject that I've gravitated towards. But one way or another, I ended up in finance. Um, Working for a larger entity that will remain unnamed. That uh, okay? Because job security is real out here <laughs> in these streets. <laughs> but I'm. We'll just say I'm crunching numbers. Um, a lot of repetition. A lot of, uh, of of doing the same thing day in and day out. Um, do I feel fulfilled? Absolutely not. Uh, are my bills paid? Are we comfortable? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, is that enough? At this point, no. Right. I mean, I'm, yeah. I mean. I'm, Pushing 30, and I, I, I still don't have the answers, still don't have it all figured out. Um, I think I've definitely grown and learned a lot about myself. But more so than anything, I think I've learned what I, I don't want, what I don't like, um, what I can't see myself doing for an extended period of time versus the latter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's something that most people aren't necessarily prepared for. You kind of have this vision of what your life is supposed to look like, and when it doesn't look like that, you just feel like a failure, like a disappointment. Absolutely. And you know, we've we've definitely, I've, I've definitely kind of toyed with that idea, with that concept. I've, I've been there in that place. Um, I still struggle with being in that place, um, but I think more so now than ever, I'm coming to terms with the fact that like it's a process. It really it, is. It, it, it's a process. Like you can't necessarily expect to have it all figured out. And even when you do think you have it figured out, that could very well not pan out, not work out, and that's okay. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, I hear you, because my life definitely doesn't. I mean, in one aspect, first of all, let me just let me just say, <laughs> the YVZ keeps saying we, and I don't think that I've made it clear at the beginning of this episode. The YVZ is my wife. Hey. Hey, come on, marriage. Come on, marriage. Come on, eternal really... commitment. Hello. <laughs> Wabizi is my is my wife, so we are in this together and we are taking it one day at a time. One day um, at a time. And right now we are not where we want to be. We're we we're good. I mean, ultimately when it you know what comes finances and things of that nature, but yeah, yeah. we aren't living out our dreams at this point. Heads are above water, bills are paid. Savings yes. are established, but I mean that's that's just like face value. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you typically think that if I have a job and I'm making more money than I'm spending, then I'm good, right? But but is that enough? Exactly. You know, I think that's that's definitely where we are right now, and we know for a fact that's not enough, right? And as y'all know, I mean, at this point in my life, y'all know I hate my job. With if you don't know, with a with a passion, no. Okay, I hate my job. And I've been applying to other jobs and trying to do other things. But ultimately, I mean, if I could sing for the rest of my life, I would. That is my ultimate dream. That's what my dream was when I was, since I was a child. And going back to being 18 and 19, that was my dream then. And at this point, that's not a reality for me. Just because that's not where I am. Not that that's not where I could be in years from now. But me currently... Looking at the here and now. Here and now. I mean, I'm a teacher. 
And unfortunately, where I work, it is just not the best environment. So my life professionally does not look the way or feel the way that I want it to. Personally, I'm on cloud nine, thankfully. Thank the Lord. I mean, I got something right. I mean, I wasn't pregnant by the time I was 22. <laughs> and what's funny is that right now, I don't even, we, we don't want kids. I don't want, I don't want children. And I'm 100% okay with that. Don't come at me with this whole, oh, but you married and women whoa, were made whoa. You were to reproduce. On this earth. Okay. Okay. To leave something behind. To leave something behind. To There's reproduce. To, there has to be someone to pass on your name, your legacy. Okay. All right. Try me never because I ain't the one. I don't want kids. I'm uncomfortable around children, which is crazy because I'm a teacher. Which is probably some of the reason why that, I can't take might, the bullshit. That might have something to do with why you, you probably don't like your job. Yes, that's right probably now. a huge reason. Minor why. minor reason. details. That's it. Teaching children, not Just liking children. Well, you know, hey. <laughs> get in how you fit in. Just a tad. Um, and, I mean, right now, I, I'm talking about right. Well, yes, because we talk about this moment. Absolutely. I don't want kids. And I figured that out years ago at this point. But it's crazy that I thought at 22 I was going to at least be pregnant. Um, I think it's important to, to factor in the fact that I also don't want kids. So this is not one of those relationships right. where it's like, I don't want kids, mm-hmm. but it's on the table because my significant other wants kids. Like, thankfully, when we met, you know, that was not necessarily one of the first conversations that mm-hmm. we had, but, you know, with dating and kind of learning someone, you, you learn what it is that they want, that they're striving for. Uh, the types of things that they envision for themselves. And mm-hmm. thankfully, that's one of those things that we agreed on. Oh, like yes, we, goodness. Because we couldn't be together if one of us wanted a child and the other one didn't because that wouldn't work out real. That not, wouldn't work no, out not, in life. And I'm saying, I'm just saying. Well. Um, no, mm So I'm glad we're on the same page with that. But I mean, mm-hmm. those are the kind of conversations that people should have. But yet again, that is a whole nother. Do you episode. have a, I feel like I should be writing these. Down, you probably like, should because we got to talk about this kind concepts. of stuff. But. Right now, my life professionally doesn't look like... Well, no, I can't say anything because I said that I wanted to be a high school music teacher. You know what? The power of the tongue. The power of the tongue. And I wrote it down. Well, then... And I wrote it down. Well, then that's it. However, I am a middle school and high school music teacher. The Lord gave me more than what I asked for. Because he knows you can handle it. But guess what? I'm done handling. You tired? I am tired and I'm ready to move forth with authority. Come on. Come on, authority. So... Speaking of, yeah, I mean, just life in general. I mean, things are just slightly different, hella different. <laughs> well, see, we're, we're talking about what I thought it was going to be. We're Absolutely. talking professionally. I think even on a, a more personal level, like relationship-wise, I had no idea. I, I didn't think I'd, I'd be married, for one, let alone married mm-hmm. to a woman mm-hmm. at 29. I, I wasn't one of those women that necessarily kind of fantasized about marriage um, the huge wedding ceremonies and, you know, the dress and this, that, and the third. Like, I, I I don't think I really, really thought about it. Right. In all honesty. And maybe that's just kind of like just being young and dumb and not necessarily like looking at relationships as something that's supposed to last forever. But, I mean, I, yeah, I listen. I, I, I can't, I won't speak for both of us, but just speaking for myself, like, it's like, wow. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm married. Like, I, I have a wife. Yeah, we married. I hate these streets. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, ball and chain. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Better have. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, it really is, though. Um, I don't know. I even thought about being married. I thought I would be with someone. I don't think I necessarily thought marriage, though. You're welcome. Yeah, you're oh, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey. They, yeah, I know. I don't listen. I don't know. Life think, is. Things play out the way they're supposed to. Right? <laughs> I guess so. And I, I think it's funny that, like, taking everything else out of the equation, the one thing that you didn't necessarily envision for yourself mm-hmm. is what you ended up with. And right. I can say the same for myself. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so focused on what I'm going to look like professionally, what career I'm going to have, where I'm going to, you know, be in life uh, in the next five to ten years as a, you know, a 19-year-old. And I didn't necessarily think about marriage what that would look like relationship wise and this is one of the the stronger the more positive aspects of my life oh honey you're welcome you're the best no you're You're the best (laughs) (laughs) well on that note we'll be right back after this quick break 
Don't forget to follow Girlfriends and Wine Pod on Instagram and Facebook. And now your girl is on Twitter too at GAW Podcast. I can't wait to talk with you. So come on over. Now back to the show. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Let's think about it. Shoulda, what you should have done then. Okay. Would have done to change those things. And what you could have done recently. Mm-hmm. To get to, closer to to get closer to what your ultimate dream and desires are. Hmm. Okay. Um. I think this should have for me. Like I, I should have. I think I should have went to community college. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I think as someone who got out of high school with no real idea of what they wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know, uh, who they wanted to be, like that whole idea of like this is my profession. This is what I want to study. This is what I want to you know, kind of commit myself to. I, I didn't have that. And I think just jumping into, like, a, a major university or, or going straight into, like, a four-year college, um, there's a lot of peer pressure there to kind of figure it out immediately. Like, you know, hey, you've taken your, your prereqs, your basic classes. Like, what is your major? What are you going to do for the rest of your life? Yeah. And I didn't have those answers. And I think... Because I Perhaps, mean, you know, well, going to I mean, community you're still college, a you know yeah, what I'm saying? They expect a, you to have this all figured out by the time you get to college. You're not a baby. You're you're not a child. You're technically an adult, but you you're still working with the underdeveloped mentality mm-hmm. of just kind of what life. You looks haven't like. lived. No, not at all. I think going to community college and just taking some time to like figure it out. You know, taking some of the pressure off. I could have still been working like my little part time job I had when I was in high school, while at the same time taking classes that kind of allowed me to kind of figure it out to kind mm-hmm. of grow as an adult and, and, and put those pieces together versus just trying to get in to get out. Right. Which is ultimately how I felt about college just because there was so much so much going on, you know, from a personal standpoint, from an academic standpoint, from a financial standpoint. Like people, you know, always talk about the, you know, like you mentioned, the partying and some of the mm-hmm. best times of your life. But for someone like me, like going into college, like that financial burden was real. Like off rip like mm-hmm. and and I, I I can't speak for other college students but for me that that kind of intensified the need to hear up and get out and, and go ahead and find that career start right. that job and start you know making all of this money <laughs> that yeah, I thought came with we having a college yeah, degree man. absolutely um so that's the shoulda mm-hmm. could I mean I, I I'll forever say that when it came to college and just academics as a whole I could have put more put forth more effort um I think and I got so to you Absolutely. Put, 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 put forth more effort. Absolutely. I mean, making an effort to, like, know my professors, for my professors to know me, to take advantage of those internships and those study abroad opportunities, like, all of those things that, like, are available to students that, unfortunately, a lot of minority students aren't able to take advantage of. And, you know, a lot of times that, that comes down to just the financial requirements, the financial burden mm-hmm. of being able to just kind of experience college um as someone who didn't have like parents who had like a college fund waiting for me like a lot of things were tied academically for me and as someone who was still trying to figure it out you know it, mm-hmm. it just it, it it came to a point where it's like all right you don't have time to be sitting here playing games right. and just taking classes to take them like you you need to be trying to finish this degree so you can you can show somebody that you have it and they yeah. can get out to the in. real world yeah absolutely because at the time the real world seemed like a savior to me you know, I'm in college, I'm struggling. Like, I'm, I'm ready to, to be out here making it. So, okay, let, let me hear and finish up so I can get a job. I can start making money hand over fist. So that that need to kind of be seen or be known wasn't as prevalent. So I think my would have would have definitely been just making more of the college experience while I was in college. Because mm-hmm. that's something I regret looking back. Like, just not taking advantage of some of those opportunities that are there. Right. Um as and sometimes as, you just don't even realize that they are available. Yeah. It is all in who you know. Absolutely. Even in college. Absolutely. That's where it know. starts. And it's, exactly. If you don't know what's going on and you're not involved, I mean, ultimately, how are you going to progress outside of having that paper? Yeah. Outside of having that degree. I mean, as somebody who went to a predominantly white institution, like, you know, I'm, I'm in classes with 200 other people. Mm-hmm. The need to kind of be known or to be seen by a professor isn't, isn't my key focus. Like, at this point, I just, I want to pass the class so I can yeah. move on to the next one, you know? Um, I think the could have for me, in terms of what I can be doing now, um, wow, that's that's kind of intense. I think 
I put so much focus into trying to maintain what it is that we have right now, which right. is weird to say, like, because, you know, we, we still feel like we haven't made it. But in, in the sense of, like, getting up and going to a job, although it's a job that I, I don't currently enjoy, it affords us a life where we're comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have a life that, that works for us. We, have a, we live in a great place. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're able to pay our bills and have money left over. That in itself, coming from where I'm coming from. Yeah. Having is, a savings. Yeah, is, is, uh, a, is a big deal, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think it's such a big deal sometimes that I lose focus of, like, the fact that I could still be working towards those personal goals and those personal dreams. I could be writing more. I could be reading more. I could be doing more things on the side to get closer to trying to tap into that feel of, like, the entertainment, uh, the PR, the... The, the, the things that I, I envisioned myself doing when I was so much younger, which just seemed so intense even then mm-hmm. and, and still seem pretty intense now. If you think about right. just kind of the way that like things have come together in terms of media and entertainment, the things we yeah. consume, social media just kind of yeah, taking off. Yeah, it's like, hey, I don't have 200,000 followers on Instagram. Maybe I, I should be looking at another career field, mm-hmm. you know, and, and granted that journey looks different for everybody, but just kind of taking more time to kind of focus on on those things that I'm genuinely passionate about versus getting caught up and trying to maintain those things that are granted affording me or affording us the life that we're enjoying right now but isn't ultimately what we can see ourselves doing long term. Yeah. So that was deep. You know I'm that was deep. I can't I'm, I can't lie to I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I'm kinda deep. Mm-hmm. Rough. <laughs> this 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 you mass commu- this mass communicator sitting before Put it you. to work. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't get it twisted now. Well, let me think about my shoulda, woulda, coulda. So on. I should have, and when I was eighteen and nineteen, focused more on what it is that I wanted to do. I wanted to college, wanted to be a music major, and I did that, but not realizing all that it took to be a music major at that point. Um, and I feel like if I really thought about it, that I probably would have took a step back. Because I mean, in college, I mean, they ultimately tell you you need to focus on classical music. I would not. I wouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. I didn't, that. I didn't know that before you. I, I don't. I didn't know a lot of music majors when I was in school. I didn't know what that curriculum looked like. I mm-hmm. guess you could say. Um, but I, I had no idea that it was such a sole focus on classical music. I mean, yeah. we're we're coming from the south. You from South Carolina. Me from Florida. I I didn't know. Yeah, about I mean, it's been like music. that for years. They haven't you know? grown very much. Past. I mean, you studying the same stuff. I mean, you know, people research and you come. You know. You get new information, mm-hmm. but I mean, ultimately, you're you're studying the same people. You're studying the same genres over and over again. That content doesn't reinvent itself, right? Because it they're so focused on the history of mm-hmm. music versus what's going on present Currently. day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I should have focused more on what it is that I ultimately wanted to do, which was the same, which was the same R&B music. And I know R&B music has changed at this point. It's, it's way different than what it used to be. Um, I feel like I should have been born probably in the 70s in order to come up in the 90s and be great out here in the streets. That would have been my period. That might have been a you little rough what? now. I mean, whoa. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm All right. So... <laughs> 70s and 80s that listen that but I'm just saying I said be born in the 70s or 80s you know I, I, would, I think it would have been fine disco though you the the clash between disco and the I wouldn't have been no? singing during that period oh, okay 20 years if I was born in 1970 you know what I'm saying you would have popped I'd have been 90s. 20 by the time I was 19 you know it was 1990 so you would have been popping. you feel me okay yep. exactly yep. boom gotcha. I mm-hmm. hear in these streets right um I feel like that would have been my decade, you know, the 1990s, but we're going to move past that. But um, I should have gone with what I ultimately wanted to do versus listening to everybody else and going off of what everybody told me I should have been doing. Um, and I'm going to leave it at that. What I would have, what I would have done is follow my dreams. And I didn't do that. And do I have regrets at this point? I mean, yeah, I guess. I think we all look I back feel and like, things. Yeah, and have regrets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I wouldn't change much because I've learned so much over the years from all of the shit that I've been through with professors and advisors and this, this, and that and going, you know, from one degree to the next, which I talked about, I think, in my first and second episode. But it's just, it was a lot. And I feel like I felt like I only did it because people were pushing me to do something 
And I don't think it worked out for me because it's not what I wanted to do. I think people sometimes don't give enough credit to the idea of just like self reflection. Mm-hmm. So completing a task or completing a goal and taking a moment to kind of reflect on like what that looks like, what that means, what you accomplish and, and embracing that Absolutely. and then and looking at like what could come from that versus mm-hmm. like, all right, I've done this one thing, so now I gotta jump into the next yep. thing. Cause I mean obviously I have that to is the next step. Right. I have on. to do something else <laughs> right now at this very moment. Like yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. um, what am I could have? Yeah, what what could you be doing now? I guess um, I could have my happy ass in somebody's studio at this point. Come on, studio. Get my right? whole life together. Um, come on, studio. Me, because the voice is still present here and willing to do what it is that I wanted to do. So I could have my happy ass in somebody's studio, taking my little throat off at this point. And I mean, I still can. Also, I still can keep in mind um, that writing is 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 still a a very prominent way to enter most fields. There are a lot of people that write for other people, touche, and then find themselves touche. being able to kind of step into the spotlight afterwards. That's so. right, but I feel like some people are, you know, they just have that that skill. Yeah, I don't know if I'm at necessarily that person. Not to say that I can't write my own music, but I know I got the voice. You know what I mean? Kind of. You gotta. Hey, listen. You gotta know yourself. You gotta know yourself. You gotta know your strengths. You do. All you right? do. You do. Embrace those. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But although, I mean, I haven't given one hundred percent to it at this point, so I don't know what I can or cannot do because I haven't given it my all. Yeah. Because it's, because it seems unrealistic at this point. I mean, shit, I'm thirty. Music has completely changed over the course of our lifetime. Over the so, course of our so lifetime, crazy. we getting old. I hate these streets. Nothing makes me feel older. Than listening to to music, some of my favorite oh. songs, and it's like, oh, that you know that song's fifteen years old, right? Mm-hmm. Whoa, wow, whoa, you need to calm down. What you won't do is try. Why, why what are you, you so do angry? Is shut your mouth. Why are you so angry? That AJ number but a number, <laughs> and everybody knows numbers will get you in trouble. They will. All right. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, tomorrow is a new day, Absolutely. and if it's something that you ultimately want to do, you will do. You just have to give it as much as you possibly can. Whatever your 100% is, that's what what you should give it, if not more. And and that sounds easier said than done, and I think we Mm -hmm. both can relate to the idea of, you know, if I'm giving 100%, that means I'm I'm utilizing all 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Well, if I got to take 8 to 10 of those hours and commit those to doing something that I'm not fully passionate about, by the time I'm done doing that, I mean, I... Granted, I still have a, a huge part of that day left, but, you know, you're tired. Exhausted. You know, you're exhausted. You're, you've been tested in ways that you didn't necessarily expect. And it's harder to kind of take yourself and embrace that mindset of like, all right, let me focus on me. Mm-hmm. Let me focus on Going what it is one, that I what I want to yes. be doing. Like, especially when you're looking at stuff like music and mm-hmm. entertainment. Like, those these fields are so, like, concentrated at this point. Like, there's just so much change and yes well let's talk about competition you know yes let's talk about that competition how do you feel like Mm. the state of our society has affected your growth (laughs) the state of our society the state of our society baby when you say our society that (laughs) that feels a little biased in itself um i i've always kind of considered the perception that society kind of force feeds us as something that's counterproductive mm-hmm. um and it's weird and I think that's why like for someone who was in high school contemplating the idea of college I'll tell anybody I initially went to college because it's like what else is there to do mm-hmm. like we grew up in a time where it's that's like you don't you don't get out of high school and just start a trade like that I mean I mean you could <laughs> but what, what kind of life is that you know the the expectation is that you have to to do something different you you have to get out of school, you go to college. And again, like we said earlier, you know, you get these jobs and, and you stay with them and you grow. And that just, that's, that's unrealistic. That's not point. the case anymore. Um, I mean, I don't want to throw statistics into it, but I mean, as millennials, you know, they say we change jobs every one and a half to two yeah, years. We're the slasher generation. Yeah. You know, I'm a writer slash singer slash yeah, I mean, we're, we're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like our, our parents were the, you know, you get out of school and, you you start a trade and you make that trade yours and mm-hmm. you do that for the rest of your life. Period. Yep. Hey, you could have been a whoa. Shut your mouth because I'm a I'm a this and that that's all I <laughs> that's I plan it. to be. Mm-hmm. All right, that pinching gonna kick in. 
and in, in ten to fifteen years, Social Security will Social be Security here, and I'm, I'm good it. to go. Yes. Well, we we have we, don't that we are we are beyond those times, and I think society just kind of paints this horrible picture that we're just lazy, we're slackers, that you know we won't pull ourselves up by our so-called bootstraps. bootstraps. And it's like, let me tell you what you can do with that bootstrap because <laughs> in today's day and age, that's that's just not realistic. If I can only afford the bootstrap at I'm, this point, pfft. the amount of money I'm making and the cost of living, you ain't never lied. Okay, you know it, it, it's crazy to even think about getting out of college with a, an amount of. St- student loan debt that ultimately you can't afford to stay on top of unless you're extremely careful mm-hmm. with the salaries that are being offered. Like, you you know, you, and not to mention we're, we're still kind of bouncing back from a recession that basically Absolutely. by the time I graduated college, the recession was at its fullest. The housing market had crashed. You know, I'm interviewing with job, interviewing for jobs with people that are my parents age. Mm-hmm. They may have an associate's degree, but they have 10 to 15 years yep. of experience. What do you do with that? And not to, you know, make excuses, which is what, oh, my goodness, which is what everybody yeah. in society kind of thinks that, you know, millennials are doing at this point. Yeah, but but the degree that we earned huh. was supposed to propel us forward. Absolutely. Well, you know, they're saying now that your bachelor's, I mean, that's nice. Huh, that's it's great. Trash but, at this point. you know, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have a master's? You, you Is that... Was that not an option to do yeah. decide against that? I mean, are you not in school to get a doctorate? That's what we're looking for right now. We're looking for you to have not only five to seven years of experience, but we're looking for master's mm-hmm. degrees. Mm-hmm. We're looking for people that can prove themselves worthy of making forty-five to fifty thousand dollars a year. Right. And think about living in a major city like a New York or a California, that is somewhere nothing. where you need to be pulling down at least seventy-five k to mm-hmm. afford a decent apartment to pay your car note, insurance, buy groceries, and also possibly maybe have a little spending money mm-hmm. on the side. So it's just kind of like, I I personally think that society has kind of set us up for failure because there was no real, I, I don't think there was a, a real, a, a true and genuine um, embrace of like just how much times have changed. Oh, absolutely. Everybody's still going off of this, the American dream. What is the American dream at this point? Starter homes. Starter homes. In the South, a decent one. We're looking at what two hundred thousand, maybe two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, yeah, so get you some decent square footage, mm-hmm. depending on what location. You, yeah, where you know, what I mean, real. if you want to live in the rural South, I mean, that That's could different. take you pretty far. But if mm-hmm. you're talking about being in a major city, which is where the jobs are that pay exactly decent money, I mean, you you have to be prepared to mm-hmm. sacrifice one thing or the other. Do you want a really nice house? Do you want a really nice car? Do you want to have a really good job, or do you want to live in you know a really affordable city? And and, and it's sad to say even within the city that we live in now, that's something that we, we constantly struggle with. Absolutely. A lot of these jobs aren't paying their worth. They aren't paying the damn thing. They I've aren't. Never, I've never seen things like city employees making less than 30000 but that's a reality here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, as much as I hate my job, I can't afford to take a pay cut. Yeah. We, I'm, it's like I'm people like, we, we move here and people, you know, look at us like, oh, y'all live in a nice area, but it's like, bro, these jobs aren't paying nothing. We're living on two right. incomes. And then we're also coming from some place that was two to three times more expensive. Exactly. So, and, and that's, it's all a matter of perspective. What someone in, you know, Birmingham, Alabama considers a really high quality of living looks different than someone who's living in Manhattan. Right. And that's, that's always been the case. That will always be the case. But at the same time, you know, it's all over the news. It's all over the media. Like, in all honesty, a lot of these companies are making money hand over fist and they're turning a profit, but the amount of money that they're paying for a lot of these salary positions isn't matching the cost yeah, of living. It Inflation is, is, is definitely relevant and it's something that needs to be talked about. But of course, you know, when you're 21, 22, 23, getting out of college, you know, and you're making an hourly wage of what, 10 to $12 hmm. an hour, somebody throwing twenty five, dollars $30,000 at you, $30,000 at you. Come on, wine. Come through. Come through. Um, $30,000 at you. That, that seems like, all right, I, I'm good with that. I can live with that. But mind you, you're paying 25% of that into taxes. Mm-hmm. Social Security, Medicaid coming out. Most people don't take that into you know account I mean? like when you're talking about 401ks, salary. retirement. You're looking at insurance, which was just yesterday a requirement to have through your employer. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these things. You look at your take-home pay and it's like, wow, like I'm, I'm kind of... Just a step up from where you, I was. And when you're not really doing much. Yeah. And it's like, honestly, you, I mean, if we're going to be real about it, 
You know what I'm saying? We live in an area where the cost of living is a little lower than where we, ooh, excuse me, there it is, hmm. than where Find we came it. from. But they don't pay you nothing at these jobs or in this area. I well, mean, I- we're, we're working in jobs where they pay us more than what the average jobs pay in this area. Right, but still under the national average. Exactly. In terms of what a salary should look like. Right, so what, do you, yeah, so what do you do with that? Mm-hmm. Either you start your own shit <laughs> right at this point and and hope and pray and work your ass off to make more than what you're already making or you need to move somewhere that pays a little more but unfortunately if you move to a city uh, uh yeah, I mean a major city a major like, city yeah. the cost of living is going to be higher so where are you winning where so are it's you like you you're damned if you do damned if you don't exactly and I and I've always been one of those people that that hasn't that has felt people shouldn't necessarily be pushed or almost bullied into entrepreneurship mm-hmm. That shouldn't be your go-to when you feel like you deserve more, but you don't really know how to go about getting Because a lot of these businesses, I mean, if there's not a passion behind it, if there's not a drive behind it, if there's not like a solidified proposal supporting it, you know, the the idea and the concept of failure is that much greater. Right. So I think to be our age and to still be figuring it out, I mean, as much as you would like to say like, hey, you know, we can do this. We could live this life for a yeah. couple of years, save yeah. some money, and but who wants to be miserable? Who wants, who wants to do that? You know, like who who works as hard as they do to to yes acquire an education, exactly acquire the amount of student loan debt that Lord knows that we we've kind of built up, and that's not to <laughs> to be funny, but that just makes you think about look Khadijah. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Kadisha, living single. Come on, Flavor Magazine. I mean, Flavor Magazine, she out here in these streets, and she trying her best. She's an entrepreneur. She done started her own magazine, but she ain't making no damn money. She living in New York of the city, which is why she has how many roommates? Two and a half. Two you and got, a half. You got Sinclair. Half. You got Regine. Two and three-fourths And then of don't, her don't roommate. Forget, don't forget Maxine, and then uh, uh, you, you got... Overton, Overton and Kyle, Kyle, who also come in, and I mean mm-hmm. they they take up a, a decent amount of space. They, they do. A, a, they a do. They're not paying rent to get food. Them. Yeah, exactly. you know I mean, but they are eating from. They they, they, they count. Eat. I mean, you know what I'm saying. But could you imagine if we were living here, making the money that we're making, paying the bills that we're paying, and having people that not necessarily like eat up our income, mm-hmm. but I mean they come in and it's like. You're here, so yes. well, I'm sorry. Are you hot? Let me turn on the air conditioning for you. Oh, did you want water? Okay, let me run that bill up. Listen, like this, we didn't live that New York life, and it's tough out here in these streets. If you ain't it. making seventy, seventy-five, eighty thousand dollars at the bare minimum, it's hard to live in fucking New York City. And you're still only getting about six hundred, seven hundred square feet. That you're living in, that in the matchbox of an apartment. A matchbox. You get you a window AC. Exactly. For them, them hot summer months. And but my I mean, thing is that that's what was realistic about living singles because, I mean, Khadijah, living off of the income that they made it seem like she made, she, there was no way that she was going to be able to live in, live in New York City by herself, have her own apartment. She needed roommates. It's a necessity when you're not making any money in New York City to have multiple roommates. I'm talking about from three to four. Hell, some people have five to six roommates in New York. Which is but crazy. who wants to live that way when you damn near 30 years old? But keep in mind, you know, what, what's supposed to balance that out is the fact that the cost of living is so high, you're working all the time. You have two to three parts. So you're not job, home very So much. you're not home at all. You're there to sleep. Right. Eat potentially. Because that's change. what life is about. Working, yeah. working, 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 and you have no fucking life for real. Nah, you can keep that. Exactly. Somebody won't have to deal with that Which, shit. But you know what's funny? Because we talk about, you know, society's influence, but like our parents and our parents' parents, they didn't have lives. I mm-hmm. mean, they got up, they went to work, they came home, they dealt with their family and their kids to a limited extent. That then it was back to work. all like, over again. What do you think this is? What? Quality time? Nah, we ain't, we ain't got that. Mm-hmm. Do you want the lights on or do you want a hug? That. Okay? Like, exactly. the choice is yours. So. Oh my gosh. Jeez. So what does your future look like right now? My future, baby. Right mm. mm-hmm. Well, you're in it, so I mean, it's it's automatically um, a little better than I I envisioned just a few years ago. So there's that. Um, more than a few now. Is is it more than a few? Well, a few is what a three. Now. A few is yes. three. Where we're coming up on what five? Yes. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's been that long. 
the future. Mm. What do you want to do to change the circumstances as they are right now? What do I want to do to change? I, I want mm-hmm. to do something different. Um, I want to be able to focus more on personal growth. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be able to focus more on just kind of writing, focus more on, you know, just kind of trying to tap into what I'm ultimately passionate about. And it, and it sounds weird to say, but I'm still figuring that out. At 29 plus, you know, still trying to determine what is it that gives me like just this, this abundance of joy that yeah. I can see myself doing it Fulfillment. Long yeah. I mean, you know, let society tell it you can't retire at about 65 anyway before <laughs> so, Social Security kick in, but that's not going to be around by the time we retire it, it anyway. So we're just don't depend on Social Security folks telling I mean, you. I, I think at this point, I, I just want the future to feel more positive like I, I don't want to get up and dread having to go to work it's the worst we'd be up in that bed we're like babe you want to go yeah. work today no should we call in you have like, enough sick time um shit yeah it's like you know just wanting to get up with a more positive outlook like knowing that you can get up and do something that you actually want to be doing yeah and what that looks like will be different for everybody but just not Going through the phases, going through the motions, like doing shit just because you feel like you're supposed yeah. to be doing it or you have to be doing it to kind of maintain the life that you've established for yourself. Um, I want to travel. I want to. Absolutely. I want to write. I want to read. I want to meet people from, you know, other cultures, other backgrounds, and kind of learn from their experiences and compare it to our own experiences and kind of bring that all together, if that makes sense. And and have a story to tell mm-hmm. as a result of it, you know? You know, I agree with that 100% because we in this together at this point. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We want togetherness. You and I, together, together. forever, mm-hmm. in love. <laughs> <laughs> we have much to look forward to. Why? Because dreams don't die as long as you continue to work towards them. Come on, dream deferred. Hello. Baby steps. Baby steps. That's all it takes. Put one foot in front of the other. Get the shit done. Do what's necessary in order to achieve the goals that you have for yourself. And you know what's crazy? I I don't think we give enough credit to the fact that those goals and those ideas and those concepts of success, Mm -hmm. they change. (laughs) I mean, they are constantly reinvented as you experience more life, as you go through more things, as you meet more people. Like, that idea of this is what life has to look like, it's not a constant. We just, yeah, that's you know? the whole episode. You know what I'm saying? Going from my teens to our 20s to, I mean, damn near, you're damn near your 30s, but in my 30s now. Listen, you're only as I young mean, as you feel. It, it changes, and I mean, that's, <laughs> you tried it. That's you tried truth. me just now, didn't you? That's the truth. Out of here you go. Um... But no, I mean, it, you're, you're completely right. It does change. Like, the shit that I'm doing now, I can never have seen myself doing when I was a teenager. I was 18, 19, you know, like 20, 21, hell. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't even, and it, it, it sounds kind of crazy to say, but I don't even think I can really take any perceptions of what I thought life would look like from 25 and younger, seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And and that, that sounds maybe a little weird, but your perception of life is just so limited oh, during is. that period that it's like, you know, granted, don't, and don't get me wrong, for those who are listening that are under 25, dream, dream big, be imaginative, get creative, but also keep in mind that mm-hmm. life will happen. It like, will. And, and that, that looks, shock the shit out of you. Yeah, and that looks different for everybody. Not to make it sound, you know, like scary or intimidating, but I mean, life happens yeah. to every single one of us, and that will look different for yeah. every single one of us. It will, and, and be prepared to maneuver. Yeah, you, you have to be able to kind of stick and move, if you will, mm-hmm. and kind of you know roll with the punches. Which I, I really feel like I sound like a, a forty-five year old. No, you don't. Because like, I mean, no. by the time, baby, by the time we forty-five. Our life is, I mean, our perspective is going to be completely different. And that's what it's supposed to be. Because as you get older, you're supposed to get wiser. Come on, on, You're supposed to grow from the experiences that you have. They don't say that, you know, you're young and dumb for no reason. And that's completely okay. okay. Like, 
embrace being young and dumb. You will not have all the answers. You will not know it all. And honestly, that's the beauty of, of living life and going to college and being, mm-hmm. you know, 17, 18, 19, 20, still just figuring shit out, yeah. like making mistakes, learning from those mistakes, making those same mistakes again. Again, because it's going to happen. <laughs> and, it's going to happen. And then really learning from them the second, third time around, mm-hmm. you know? So it's it's all a part of the process. Mm-hmm. And can I just bring up that, you know, I was talking about that I would have a child by the time I was 22. And I just want to, you know, throw my throw our baby up in there. You know what I'm saying? Our child currently. Who was how old? Now myself? I mean, I yeah, somewhere around there. I can't I can't even count you, right now. You use the, but the I term think she's nine months now. That's our baby. You use that term very very she's loosely. Like, she's like nine months now. You know, London. You know, I've talked about her. We are dog mothers. She is awesome. Ninety five. Ninety percent of the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. I've, nev- I've never, I've never had, I've never had a dog, and I probably would not have a dog if it weren't for you. Um, I know, but you love her to death. I do love her, and it, it still do. surprises me, like just how childlike, yeah, she is. Like, Dogs the, are like humans, bro. The emotions she expresses, mm-hmm. the faces that she makes, yep. like the badass things that she does. London like, is everything. I'm, and when I say everything, I mean everything as in personality. She's a dog, but she's almost like a human. I can't remember the movie, but it's like, hey, you think you want children or you think you want to be in a relationship? I think it was if you think you want to be in a relationship, get a plant. And, you know, if you keep mm-hmm. that plant alive for a year, afterwards get a dog. If the plant and the dog are alive after another year, then you're ready for children. <laughs> you know, our, our dog is still alive. She is. She's um, great. She, she's out here. She's thriving. She she's is. Teaching she me is a, real diva. a little more about responsibility, confirming the fact that I know I do not want children. <laughs> that... Um, She's enough. She's about all that I can handle, and it's funny because you know I I used to want a, a big dog. I used to think mm-hmm. I wanted like a pit bull or something like that. And as much as I want for her to have a sibling, I genuinely don't think I have the energy to give. Um, because I mean she keeps us on her toes, yeah, but she does. She's the best. I'm sorry, I just had to throw that in there because we did not mention her this whole episode, and I'm feeling some kind of way because that's my baby. Because you're a mother. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but let's end on this note. Let's talk about affirmation. So I want you to tell me. Okay. First of all, this is what this is three steps to this. I think that's I think that's what I meant, but I'm tipsy. So I'm about to say that's Tell so me. many steps for somebody under the influence. <laughs> I am dot dot dot. I want to be dot dot dot. I will be dot dot dot. I need pressure. you to go um, forth with that. Just the first thing that pops into your mind, like a speed round. Go fast. A speed round. Yes. Okay, um, I am still figuring it out. Still just trying to get to the root of it all, all the experiences and things like that. Um, trying to, to bring it all together and determine mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be teaching me. Um, I want to be successful. And my interpretation of what success looks like has changed over the years and it will continue to change. But when I reach that, that pivotal moment, when I you know, acquire what I feel like is genuine success, I'll know it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will be better in profession. See, you didn't that. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Um, I will be a writer in one sense of the phrase or another. Um, I don't know exactly what that'll look like just Mm now, but it, it makes sense. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's hard to explain or describe, but like it, it feels right. Mm hmm. When I do it, I feel the most kind of at peace and the most satisfied. So, oh baby, yeah. don't make me emotional. Then don't get emotional. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. Your turn. Okay, so I am a singer and a damn good one at that. Come on. Um, I am also a lollygagger. If y'all don't know what a lollygagger is, um, You're that's too young to be listening to this podcast. Sign off right now. <laughs> if you know, if you don't know what that is, that means I know what I want, but it takes me a little longer to get there for whatever reason. Not hella long, but a lot, wait, I'm a procrastinator. Shh. No, is that shh? Okay. Shh. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry. A lollygagger, a.k.a. a procrastinator. Okay. I am. I am currently. And I know that I've been, I mean, I've been that way all my life. Like, my dad used to tell me, like, you have no sense of urgency. Must be nice. And that's because <laughs> I've never really had to have a sense of urgency. Things just kind of came to me, and I just kind of, and I don't know if that's just kind of how I am. It just naturally just kind of falls into place. And I know that in some way I put some effort towards that, but in another way I know it just kind of happens. Because it's meant to be. Maybe. I mean, you know, but that's not going to happen all the time. Like, I got to put forth a little more effort. So that's what I am currently. So the good with the bad, right? I want to be more proactive. Rather than reactive mm. when it comes to my life. Yes. Wow. That's a so word. if I have a goal, I want to go for it 100%. And I know, I mean, honestly, it doesn't come natural for me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Um, and not that because I feel like my goals are so unrealistic. I just don't really feel it in my body, if that makes you sense. And that's important to me. You use the word unrealistic a lot. Yeah. And I, I think that's. Especially in the industry that you're passionate about, mm-hmm. that's more so society's impression on you than your own. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Um, but I want to be more proactive. Damn, I can barely talk. This is just... This, this is some good wine. This is some good <laughs> wine. Um, <laughs> in my life and take more control of what it is that I want to do versus just waiting for the shit to happen. Because it's not going to happen if you don't put towards effort. Um, I will be. I'm already a singer. But I, I will be known for being a great singer. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. Um, not only a great singer, but a great teacher. Because I know that I'm a great teacher. Although my current <laughs> students may not appreciate what it is that I'm doing. Because they tell I me mean, when I was in high school, I didn't really give a fuck about this shit either. But... Hmm? All it takes is one. Oh, I just burped. My bad. Ooh, keep that. <laughs> keep it. Uh, but no, like, and you know, I, I think we've had. Think I'm, all it takes is is one student to be able to say like, hey, you know, you you really taught me something that mm-hmm. I don't think I would have learned without you, or you know, not necessarily knowing who that student is or what that student looks like, but later on down the line, them being able to say like, hey, it was because of this such and such person's one teacher mm-hmm. that you know help me to kind of define myself or taught me this one thing that ultimately helped me get to where I am right now. I mean, you know, we hear that a lot, especially in entertainment mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, you know, my teacher told me I wasn't going to be nothing, so I had to show her. Well, my teacher told me I was going to be something, and I wanted to show her, like, hey, I'm I'm, I'm here. Yes. But it's so. just like I tell my students, listen, you walk into my classroom, when I teach you something, if you don't leave with something that you didn't know before, that you a new some new information that you didn't know before you walked in the classroom that I didn't do my job. That's so, a lot of pressure on you. It is a lot. Of, I mean, I don't want to say that because I'm pretty damn smart. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there out here in these streets. I might not use my words the way in which I should. <laughs> a lot of, you know, most of the time because I don't give a fuck. I'm a country-ass girl and I don't give two shits about how people think about me. You know what I'm saying? But I do what I does. Oh, okay. Ooh, that's a good country phrase. Yeah. Um, country phrase, ain't I'm, it? I'm say, hey, I do what I do in a way you? that I gets it done. You sound like you quoting Peter Pablo. Or okay. Like that. <laughs> oh, wait a minute now. But she has words and she is educated. Okay. Education. So, I think that's a good um, place to end this. What you think? Listen, I'm. What you think? I'm damn near drunk. So you damn drunk. I, I've lied to my words are slurring and y'all are bad. You know what I'm saying? I love you. I apologize for nothing. I love you. And I thank you so much for listening in today. I hope that you took something out of this long talk, a.k.a. chat, a.k.a. rant. Conversation. Conversation. uh, Breakdown. (laughs) That we had on this beautiful evening. Thank you for welcoming YVZ. Hey, now. She is the love of my life. I love you, baby. Oh, I appreciate you. you coming on here doing this with me. I appreciate you having me and forcing me to do it because you know I don't I don't do um, she public forums. I don't, no, I don't, don't speak in front of people. I don't draw attention to myself. Well, good thing this is not in front um, of people, but they're gonna hear your beautiful voice, baby, and they're gonna hear your your story and your advice. 
It's going to be a great thing. I hope it helps someone. It will help someone. I would have loved to have something like this when I was still, you know, younger and trying to figure it out. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think one of the great things about just kind of where we are present day is that, you know, you don't have to feel alone. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have to have that one go-to person, but you can look at podcasts or listen to podcasts better yet. Mm -hmm. Look at videos and just kind of, you know, learn from other people's experiences. You can look at them too, though. Sometimes some people record and put them on YouTube. Wow, that's fancy. It is. I ain't, I ain't got to come to funds, you know what I'm saying? Whoa. At least not for that. All right. <laughs> but I thank y'all again for tuning in. Please make sure that you follow me on Facebook and Instagram and now on Twitter. Okay? Life. Facebook and Instagram is Girlfriends and Wine Pod. P-O-D on Twitter is G-A-W Pod. I think. Got to remember. Either way, I'll put in my blurb. Thank you again for talking to me. Say bye, babe. Bye, babe. Peace.